Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Everybody's stuff from the Thanksgiving turkey uh, naps were had, um, and we're back for the uh, the post turkey episode. Did you nap, Fagola? Oh yeah. I oh, actually yeah. took a tiny one. We uh, we were at my brother's house, and they have like a playroom downstairs for the kids. So I like my uh, my daughter went downstairs. So I'm like, I followed her down there and then like they have a couch down there. She's playing around and I, I happen to, I may have shut, took a little shut eye for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Once the arms that, cross, it's game over. Yeah. I kind of come to a little bit and like, she went back upstairs and I was like, just down there in a playroom on a couch <laughs> sleeping, but <laughs> hey, take them where you can. That, that's yeah, what, that's exactly. what, that's what being a dad's all about. You know, you exactly. take them where, when and where you can. Uh, I, I did not nap on Thanksgiving. I don't nap that often ever, but I did not nap. Uh, Shuri, did you nap or did you pass out on Thanksgiving? Uh, I drank a lot. I did fall asleep during the Pats game. So, um, yeah, uh, it was more, I think to do with the, uh, the boozing. Um, you guys also ate very late. We always well, eat late. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not late for you guys, but I guess just like I guess Thanksgiving dinner wise, you eat very late for Thanksgiving time, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you had probably had a full belly and you were feeling pretty hot from drinking all day. So. Yeah, good, I usually I drink beer and I got into like vodka cranberries and. Woo. That made it a lot of fun, you know. Made the made the day by go by good. Put some bets down on some on some football and uh, enjoyed the show. Did Gola, did you know that he talked about the two touchdown scores for Dawson Knox and then he talked about Dalton Schultz, but he didn't actually put it on Schultz? Would have oh, been nice. Dude. Yeah, that's a, that sucks, dude. And Schultz ended up getting it, yeah. Any idea what that pays? <sighs> Not sure. The la- the other one I what was it? I put twenty and it was like two fifty or something like that. It's pretty solid, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Didn't get it though. But yeah. Might as well get into it then. I mean, uh, this is conference championship week for NCAA. Uh, NFL's getting playoff pitchers starting to form. Um, and then 
Um, Celtics are on fire. A few other small things we'll talk about, but we'll get right into the the, the Pats uh, versus Vikings. I think that the uh, refs definitely blew a monster call there. Um, oh, are you talking to Henry? Oh yeah, no doubt. And then they just look like buffoons out there. I the saw that play. I saw the play. What I didn't know what part of the game it was in though. When was that? Third quarter. Is it third? Third, third quarter, I think. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. is going to be better off telling you than me. It was, either the, end of the, it was either the end of the first half or in the third quarter because I didn't watch the fourth quarter because I was getting up to hunt the next day. Yeah. So I went to bed. And I think the Viking, game was tied, I think, and the Vikings were up seven when I went to bed. Um, so I don't remember. But, yeah, that was a – I don't know. The thing that gets me, and I, I Belichick kind of alluded to it this week. The NFL, nobody, nobody knows. There's like no consistency on what's what's a catch and what right. isn't. Because if you look at what Henry did, he caught the ball, extended it over the goal line, hit the ground. The league says the ball came loose, but he maintained possession. The previous week, Travis Kelsey did the same thing. Didn't maintain possession. The ball like skirted off 10 yards as soon as he hit the ground. And it was a touchdown because the city broke the plane. Right. So I, I don't, I, I just like truthfully don't understand how you can have almost the same exact play one week and it'd be a touchdown and the same fucking thing happens. And it's not like, I, I don't understand it. And the other, the crazy part about it is like, they call it a touchdown on the field. Right. There's no way there was definitive evidence that it was not a catch. Well, um, I, no, I agree. Uh, bogus if they call it a touchdown on the field it's got to stay and so they they botched it it but the celtics had the, i mean the celtics the pats had their chances too and they um they still pissed it, it was, away yeah it was a very it, it's it was one of those things where it kind of sucked because mac actually like looked pretty good like yeah obviously he had that you know the end of the first half was a complete and utter fucking debacle hunter henry needs to get out of bounds on that on that that flat route or the crossing already caught and ran 30 yards downfield and just decided it was a good time to try to truck stick a fucking defender instead of going out of bounds. Yeah. So they had to burn a time out there. And then Mac, instead of throwing the ball away, took a sack, had to burn a second time out. Um, so they kind of fumbled that whole situation away. Special teams let up a touchdown on a kickoff. And then they had some very untimely penalties. It was a very like anti, like what the Patriots normally do game. Um, and it was weird because the offense actually kind of dominated and the defense looked like dog shit. So complete opposite of what we've seen all year long. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but they got their fucking hands full tomorrow, uh, tonight. So I, oh. I don't, I'm not really sure what I think about that. I don't, I think they're going to get the wheels beat off of them, but um, we'll get into that later. But yeah, I don't know. It was a weird game. Mac actually looked pretty well. He had like 380 and two touchdowns. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Best game of the year for sure. There's no doubt about it. I but, I looked up the Hunter Henry miss call there. There was 650 left in the third quarter, 23-23 game. So Pats mm-hmm. end up kicking a field goal in that. So Pats end up going what? 21 minutes scoreless to finish right. the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what the thing is is to admit there's a very good chance the Patriots still lose that game even if they call it a touchdown. Because the defense didn't really give me any inkling that they were going to like actually stop some stop them on a consistent basis. It's just they were getting torched. I for I don't understand how it happens, 
but they literally Justin Jefferson was just uncovered all the time. There were so many situations when they were running zone that like there wasn't anybody within like ten yards of them, and I just don't even understand how the fuck that happens. Can't. It's weird, like when shit like that happens. I feel like like I remember watching like Cooper Cup last year. It's like how do they leave him open like all the time? But I think it's more of just like. I think it's just more of that those players are so damn good that they are able to yeah. get open and it makes it look a lot worse than it is. But yeah. And I know, and I understand like in his own defense, sometimes it can look a hell of a lot worse. And like, obviously if like, if he's running free all the time and man to man, then they got a serious fucking problem. Yeah. I mean, so his zone, you know, it does make it look a little bit worse, but he just seemed like he was doing the, yeah, they had no answer for him. Um, I was really hoping primetime Kirk showed up and I, I, in the first half he made some throws that I thought it was going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was it looking at the Patriots schedule. Great transition. See, we're working on a transition into, they got digs this weekend. Um, another great wide receiver, probably another top five wide receiver in the NFL. So I agree. They're playing, a, they play a lot of zones against good wide receivers. They did it last year against digs. Um, and obviously that was didn't work. They did it against Jefferson, didn't work. They, I don't understand why are you go away from what your bread and butter is. They run more man to man than anyone. Um, but against good wide receivers, they decide to go zone. It doesn't work. So like, why are you doing it? So, right. I, I'll be interested to see what they do tonight. Man up, get out there. You're gonna get beat sometimes. That's just what's gonna happen. But it's better than getting right. beat every time. Right, and and we're looking at it too, you know. Obviously, Buffalo's got a much better quarterback. I think we all agree Allen's significantly better than Cousins, but Buffalo really doesn't have a threat, any threat of a run game outside of Allen on RPOs and Allen getting loose because their running backs haven't done shit all year. So, and outside of you know, I would argue that Jefferson, Thielen, and Hawkinson is much better than like the two top wide receivers at Buffalo and that, you know, the two wide receivers and the tight end that they have. So I, I think Minnesota's offense probably top to bottom is better than Buffalo's, but Buffalo's just has maybe the best quarterback in the world um, outside of Mahomes probably right now. So yeah. uh, they're, they're certainly going to have their hands full. Um, Vaughn Miller's out. So that's kind of a big loss for Buffalo's defense. Like I said, we can talk more about that game uh, than the previews, but they, let's. Uh, have... Are you guys still talking Patriots? If not, I say we talk about the Bills Lions. Did you guys watch that game? Or do you yeah, have any I final not... thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts in the past game this past week? You guys? No, 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 I'm good. All right. No, I no. You did not watch Bills Lions, Gola? I didn't see much of it because it was kind of like when we were getting ready to leave and head to my brother's, and then when we first got there, they didn't really they didn't have that game on, so I didn't really watch watch mm-hmm. much of it. No. Pretty awesome game. Yep. Like heroics at the end. I feel like Lions did some awesome stuff to get back into the game. And then just the the throw that Allen made to Diggs, the catch, actually. I don't, I don't know what was better in that play. What do you think was better in that play, Sherry? The, the throw by Allen or the catch by Diggs? Do you remember the play? It kind of got them in the field goal range. It wasn't even drinking at the time yet. So I don't, but I, it's not coming to me, but that's just my brain. It was probably uh, like the Lions just scored a field goal, tie the game up, and then um, Allen threw a, pl- a ball across the middle, probably a 30-yard ball across the middle, and Diggs just got hammered on the catch, but able to like hold on to it, and it basically got him right into field goal position to win the game. Um, 
I don't know. It's like it's the type of stuff I feel like you see that like these big time players make. Like and Diggs is one of those players where he just makes those huge catches and Allen's one of those players who makes those huge throws. So that was a fun one. Uh Giants Cowboys was kind of a lame game. Yeah. Giants scored late to Yeah. Make an eight point game, but I think that's what we thought was gonna happen though. Writing was um, for that, yeah. Do you uh as a question, who do you think gets fired first Kingsbury or Hackett because they both got to go right Hackett's going to get fired first Kingsbury I I, I, so I think Kingsbury and the GM there are all up in each other um for Arizona I think they like each other so that's probably why yeah um, but I mean like but but it I mean I feel like this experiment with Kingsbury is just like ran its course like he's he can't get it done now, and I'm not the biggest Kyler guy. Like, I don't think Kyler's an, like an elite quarterback. I think he's mm-hmm. good, can be. So, like, I think that's part of the issue. But, like, the guy is just, he's never had a fucking winning. Like, he's under 500 everywhere he's coached for his career. College and the NFL. Like, clearly, like, something, there's some, like, disconnect here with him trying to be, like, a head coach. So, I I just think that's kind of ran its course. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, he brought him to the playoffs last year, right? So, um, the first year's probably Kyler's first or second year, maybe. Um, and then he brought him to the playoffs last year. I mean, I I don't think he's the answer. Um, I'm a little bit more of like a fan of him because I feel like his offense is at least creative. Um, but it's not exactly working in the NFL. Like, I actually like Kingsbury's offense. Um, but you have to, in the NFL, have to be able to commit to running the ball. Um, I, I, I'll say that about the Bills, too. Like, you ha- like they use it with Josh Allen more, um, but that's scary, too. But you have to be able to commit to running the ball. There's just not many teams that can go on to win big games without being able to be 50-50. And I'm, like, the, as far as Kingsbury goes, and I don't know, like, obviously, he did what he did at Texas Tech. And that's, Texas Tech's a big program, but it's not a big-time program. So, I wouldn't be, be at all surprised if, you know, if he were to get fired in the NFL and he went to the right program in college football, that he could bring the right college football program to, like, elite status. Like, I yeah. have no I, – I believe that. I just don't think – I just don't see him as an NFL guy. Like, he's he's not – I just don't see it. Yeah, and maybe he could be in the future, um, but I agree. He's, Possibly, not, he's not an NFL guy. He's not right now. He's young, so – He might be an, He might be a good OC, but he's just not a head coach. He's like it's, a uh, Pete Carroll kind of path where you yeah. weren't very good in the NFL, go coach yeah. a big-time program, yeah. come back. It's weird. We talked about this uh, a few weeks back, but it's weird that they gave him an extension before the season. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that's the other part, right? They like, gave him a monster extension. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Now what? They're fucked. They're going to hold – dude, speaking of extensions, the Russ Wilson getting the monster extension um, is looking horrible. Brutal. I mean, Denver's hey. a mess everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, like, that's one thing, too. Like, I said the whole thing about who's going to get fired, Kings, Kingsbury or Hackett. But, and I'm not saying Hackett's done a good job, but Russ Wilson sucks. Like, I've been beating this drum forever. Yeah. Like, he's it's just as much of a problem as Hackett is, in my opinion. Oh, no, Russ is the biggest problem there. I mean, yeah, you're as good as your sucks. quarterback. You can, you, we've seen good quarterbacks make, I mean, uh, 
Adam Gase was got two head coaching gigs because he was with fucking Peyton Manning. Like that's an often that's an awful offensive coordinator that had one of the best players. Good quarterbacks can make coaches look really good. Um, but they're both bad. Russell Wilson is epically bad. Like he might be the worst starting NFL quarterback this week in the entire league. Yeah, and they're saying too that like there's reports and I who knows how true they are, but there's reports that like there's guys in the locker room that just had enough of his fucking bullshit. Like just his antics and the, how he acts and goes about shit. Like they're just completely fucking over it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. One of you guys beginning of the year was talking about how the Broncos might have the best running tandem in the league and like just how quickly that's fallen apart for them. Like Javante Williams obviously got hurt, but didn't they yep. just drop Melvin Gordon this week? Yeah. Which yeah. He, he just, I, you know, what's going to happen. I'm telling you like, the Chiefs just picked him up. The, he's going to have like a 140-odd rushing game in the fucking playoffs for the Chiefs. I guarantee it. Well, that – what's just that gonna, guy's name? Like, I, Isaiah – how do you say his name? Pacheco. 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 He's pretty nasty. But, yeah, I can see – I can see he's just gonna like, like that. He'll just have like turn back the clock and like have one yeah. game and just like dominate for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else – as far as the NFL goes, but I, I meant to ask you guys this question last week. There's one thing I have about NFL. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Were you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was about NFL. The, what I was going to ask you guys is about the NFL. So. Well, let me just ask this real quick. Cause you were talking coaches about like getting fired. Do you think Todd Bowles is on the hot seat at all with the bucks first season? And they, they just, they're a train wreck. No, because he's such a good defensive coordinator. Like he is one of the main reasons why that team was so good. So I, I don't know. I, I just feel like if you're getting rid of him, you're getting rid of like somebody who's excellent at coaching your defense. Um, I know they, they got to figure out their offense a little bit better, but I mean, like the, he was obviously, only... he was obviously a Jets coach before this. So it's hard to like say, Gage. oh, you know, yeah, Gage, yeah. right. Cause for me, a Jets coach, but like, he doesn't have a great career record as a head coach. No, no. I, I think the only thing, reason I could see them cutting bait is if Brady doesn't re-sign, new quarterback, new head coach, maybe like a, like kind of a fresh start type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only scenario I can see it. But I think if Brady's back, um, then uh, I think Bulls would be back. Although along those lines, Shory, I did see something on Twitter today. There's somebody who's speculating that it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, of it, was Lazard, signing, it was like a big time yeah, name. Signing with the fucking Brady signing back with the Patriots for a year um, next year. Yeah. Because the Patriots are going to have like a, the Patriots have like a hundred million dollars in cap room after this season. It's wild. Right. And he'll bring in big time names too. Um, And that's Evan Lazard, like who's a big, big Boston guy, like big, big name in Boston who doesn't just float shit out there. But he was like, it is an, it's an issue on who's calling plays too. Like he's not going to just come here fucking, Patricia stays there, call him plays. Uh, might as well just call him himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would, I would imagine something would probably fucking change at that point. But um, it would be very, I, I just like, for some reason, like, I, I know that he's floated out, but I just, I just can't see it happening. I'd love it. I mean, I'd be 100% on board because he's, him at fucking 48 is better than Mac Jones at fucking 24 or whatever Mac is, 25. Yeah. But, um, so I was going to ask you guys this last week because they won. Um, a little bit of the shine is off of that now because they did lose this week. But 
I was thinking about this because I feel like they never have like the most talented roster in the league, but they're always right there. Is and I was gonna say, where is Vrabel in the pantheon of coaches in the NFL? He's definitely top ten. Is he top five? Top three? Like where is he? Because I feel like the Titans, like I said, Tannehill's an okay quarterback. They do have Derrick Henry, who's a monster. But they, for like the last three, four years, it seems like they're always in the thick of it. They always, you know, they're always right in that, in the thick of it to win that division. They usually win a game in the playoffs. They're always right there. So I just, Vrabel is an amazing coach. And I feel like he doesn't get enough. Maybe he does, but I feel like people don't talk about him enough. So I'm just curious where you guys think he is in terms of in the league, as far as head coaches go. Uh Go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. Okay, I was going to say, I think he benefits, obviously, from playing in the weakest division um, over the last, like, five years, for sure. But just looking at his stats, 47-27 and 27 record for the regular season, so he has a 635 win percentage. I got to imagine that ranks up there pretty high. Uh, definitely top 10 coach in the NFL right now. He's got to be. Top yeah. five. I don't know enough, I guess, top of my head to, like, say top five. I think in that range too. He's definitely top ten. And like I've watched videos of like him with his offensive linemen. They love him. Um they had Taylor Luan on on uh the day Michigan played Ohio State. Um and Taylor Luan was one of the special guests and like obviously Rabel went to Ohio State and Taylor Luan went to Michigan. But like they sounded like bros, like when they were talking um before the game. Um and then you see like linebackers who listen to him love him. It's just like He's a he's a guy that players really respect, and you never say they lost because of him. Like mm-hmm. they lost because they didn't have talent. Like right now they don't have wide receivers. They had AJ Brown, but they made a tough call and said we're moving on from. We can't pay him and all these other guys. So I I really love Vrabel. I, I mean I would die to have him take over after Belichick's done. Like I think he's like the guy that he's like can set the tone. He's respected. He makes decisions and he sticks by him. Yeah. Cause like, and I, to me, like I was thinking, I, I, I feel like he's top five. Yeah, probably. And it's, and I think it's because it's like, I think it's obviously like Belichick and Andy Reid are dumb guys right there. I, part of me still thinks like Pete Carroll's still like awesome because he's getting a, a good amount out of a shitty situation in Seattle. That's the three but oldest like, coaches in the NFL right there. Right. And it like, don't get me wrong. Like guys, like I look at guys like Matt LaFleur and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm honestly, he's probably a good coach, but he's also had a benefit of having, like, a really good fucking elite quarterback, mm-hmm. which all these... McVay's up there. Me, no, no. Who? Sean McVay. I fucking hate him. I, think I know. He's I'm not the biggest overrated. fan, but he, he's he's put good good squad after good squad. I mean, a lot of help with guys going there on cheap money, but... But, like, yeah, and, like, I don't look at guys like Mike McDaniel. He's having a great season with Miami this year, but I'm, like, I'm not going to, like, say he's, like, a top 10 coach in the NFL after, like, 13 games. So, like, there's a few guys that I'm out there, but I just, like, I just, I don't know. This, I think just Rabel's, like, I think he's a guy. He's fucking awesome. Looking at career win percentages, he's 21st all time. Oh. Yeah. And there's three head coaches ahead of him that are active, and it's LaFleur, who's, like, fifth all time. Uh, Belichick's 14th and Andy Reid's one slot ahead of him. So, 
I mean, if I I think it, I think obviously if the Titans had won a championship and you'd ask that question, it's like easy slam dunk. Yes, he's a top five yeah. coach. I yeah. guess it just comes down to like championships talk more than regular season wins. If he if yeah. he would have yeah, I would take him over. Um, what's the guy's name in, in uh, and I think he's good too. Is Harbaugh the guy in, in Buffalo? Oh, McDermott. Was yeah. It? Yeah, Sean McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, but I would take him over McDermott. I I think I'd still take Harborough. I just think he's excellent. Um, yeah. he like knows. And I, Tomlin to me is Tomlin's not bad either. Yeah, Tomlin. No, Tomlin's right. good too. He's twenty third all time for win percentage. Like Tomlin is a guy who a, right now, granted, he's going through a little bit of a rebuild, so it's like a hard time to say like brag him up. But like he's a guy who also knows like this is the type of players we're looking for. We're gonna smash in the mouth on defense, and you know we want to be able to run yeah. the ball. And like is, that's they know what they want to do. Shanahan's really good too. I'm a big fan of Shanahan. Is um is the Steelers job the safest job in all of America for any any occupation? Right. Probably. Right. It's got to be. You can't what get fired like, from that job. That and three co- what do they have three coaches in like 40 years or something? It's 45 absurd. years or something? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, but like going back to McVay, like I think that's why Mc, like maybe we think McVay's better than Vrabel is because he has that championship now. Yeah, well, he's been to one too, so it's he's been to a couple. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. What about John Harbaugh though? Do you think Harbaugh is is up there? Yes. Yeah. I like Harbaugh. Yeah. Come from special teams too. I think he's also a fu- I I I I always have a bitter taste in my mouth of him being a fucking baby tits. Yeah, when he came uh, to the four lineman the, game. The, yeah, the that the game we were at, Shory. Uh, and then that the whole deflate gate thing. So he was acting like a bitch about that whole thing. But um, other than that, I yeah, I know I think Harbaugh's a good coach. This one's an interesting one because he has a championship, and he's down the list, 97th. He has a 5.11 win percentage. That's Doug Doug, P- Doug Peterson. There you go. See Doug. Doug caught fire one year. Um, one year. I I do think he's like. I I love that he he started the RPOs really in the NFL. So. I like guys that are like, you know, it's a good coach when people are doing what you're doing. Yeah, he's innovative. It's a copycat league, but when you're the one to start it and everyone's copying you, yeah. not the fucking wildcat. I don't even know who the hell that was in Miami. That's bullshit. But like the RPO is like one of like teams run it 10% of the plays now in every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, you want to do some previews? Oh, you want to talk college football last week? Let's do that. Let's talk college football last week. Um, I mean, where to start? I guess. I guess oh Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio yeah, State. I was say, start there. Yeah. Dumb truck. Uh, oh, Michigan. Blake. I, I my whole thing was like I was like, oh, Blake. If Blake Corum's not healthy, I like Ohio State. Blake Corum didn't play, and Ohio and Michigan still beat the fucking wheels off of him. I'm. After watching that, I am well. I didn't even see all of it, but I saw some of it, and I saw the highlights. I'm a believer in Michigan, man. They are mm-hmm. physical up front. Uh, yeah, like physical enough to play with Georgia. Like Georgia, it will. Those are grown men out there on the front front seven, both sides. Michigan's right with them. Especially uh, after, I, so I watched. I, I watched like a lot of that game. I didn't watch the entire thing, but after watching the first two possessions, the way Ohio State was moving the ball, I thought honestly it was going to be a blowout. Ohio State was going to just dominate them, and like Michigan made some adjustments, dude. And like the second half was just all Michigan. 
uh, 28 to three in the second half. And there was so many massive plays, like huge plays. It wasn't like Michigan was just like slowly moving the ball in the, down the field. Like they had big play potential, which is, it's just something I didn't know really Michigan had. I thought they were just yeah. more like a ground and pound kind of team. Uh, but that was like last year when Michigan won, like they won at home and that was like, that was cool and all, but like beating Ohio state on the road there in the horseshoe dude, that's like sending a message. Like this rivalry starting to like swing in the other direction. Yeah. They hate yeah, each other no, even more. Yeah. Now no, the two teams sure. are winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's good though. Like we'll talk about the Purdue game, but like Corum, I think he doesn't really have to play in this game. And then they have such a long break uh, when they do the college football playoffs games. It's like a month off, basically, that I think it's really good for Michigan to get him healthy, though. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, just looking to list. Let's see. Um, LSU blew it, dude. Dave. I, Unbelievable. I, I love it. I fucking fuck you, Brian Kelly. You thought I was going to use a very bad word right there, but fuck you, Brian mm. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> they just absolutely blew it, dude, to like one of the bigger jokes in college football. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Gola, did you watch Notre Dame USC? Oh, I mean, I did, did you yeah. watch the whole thing? Yeah, a good portion of it. Yeah. Um, Look, it was kind of what I said a little bit to this. Um, when we previewed it last Wednesday and it was like, if USC gets up early, I don't think Notre Dame's got the horses to, you mm-hmm. know, catch up with them. And like, honestly, watching that game, I truthfully, and I, maybe I'm, I have a little bit of bias in my blinders on, but I don't, I don't necessarily think USC's roster is really that much better than Notre Dame's. The difference is Caleb Williams is a fucking superstar. Yeah. That kid is a bona fide. He's the best player in college football. Like, he, he really is. Like, we've talked about a lot of guys, but he is the best player in college football. And I think that's, like, watching that game, to me, that was the biggest difference. It, I, I, I don't think that USC is that much more talented. I think their rosters are fairly similar. But the huge difference is, is USC is going to be number one overall pick a quarterback, and Notre Dame's got a guy who might be lucky to be an undrafted free agent. Yeah. And truthfully, I mean, that's just that that was the difference. Cable and you can ride your quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you can have an average team and a, and a great quarterback and you have a great team. Or Look at Cam, have, Cam Newton. Yeah, they won the national title. Right. You can have a great team and a below average quarterback and you got an average team. Yeah. Or yeah. And it's so that to me was the difference. I mean, like I said, I don't. They kind of hung around you, but USC controlled the game the whole the whole time but and like i said i just think the biggest difference was caleb williams so um and this college football playoff setting up to be could be potentially like my worst nightmare if fucking usc and michigan make it to the championship like literally the two teams i hate most in college football playing each other so i literally like don't even know what i want to do just crawl in a hole and die do you so you think caleb williams best player in college football do you think he's a he's easy front runner for heisman Yes. I think he locked it up. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know who's really close. Anyone like, pick him? Corum was probably close. Oh, show dog. Did he pick him? Oh, fuck yeah. He said USC's making the playoff. And Williams is one of the Heisman. Like, he is a lock. Like, unless he gets hurt, he is a lock for number one pick next year. Like, there's... Yeah. It's absurd. Um, Talent through the roof. 
he is like and the thing is is like you watch a game and, like he's obviously got all the arm talent in the world but he like he was literally making plays that night where he was scra- it, like it reminded me of like how Mahomes keeps plays alive where he like shakes tackles off just moves around something obviously happened in a game show he's watching fill us in when I'm done but like he's just he's a fucking bona fide superstar um but I will say this in the event that Michigan and USC match up in the national championship game. I will be rocking as much maize and fucking yellow as I possibly can. I will be, I will be a Wolverine for the fucking night because I <laughs> want nothing to do with fucking USC winning a national. You've been championship. chirping that pack 12 for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I exactly. And I don't want to listen to fucking Pelletier run a suck either. <laughs> um, but anyways, one game, uh, we don't have to talk about the game as per se. We, we can give props to Shuri for picking the South Carolina upset over Clemson last week. Cl- uh, South Carolina, two massive wins in a row against Tennessee and Clemson. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be coming out in the draft this year. He's a junior, Spencer Rattler. But back-to-back games, he has uh, 798 yards in, against Tennessee Clemson and eight touchdowns thrown. Unbelievable. Like, if anyone – if he – for someone who's just seemed like absolute trash in college, like to just maybe give him a little bit of draft stock and say oh, something flipped the switch, dude. Yeah. The talent has always been uh, number one. I mean, there was, there's videos of him as 16 year olds throwing the ball 80 yards. Uh, and then, then doing it at like as a senior flat footed, mm-hmm. like it, the arm talent is absurd. Um, and we're finally seeing him starting to put it together. Shocked. It's happening. Uh, you know, just I'm just gonna stick with it, dropping you nuts on the table with that whole team. Um, they 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 are balling right now. Um, and I still hate him, so let's just get that clear. I still hate his guts, he's a douchebag of a human being, but um, obviously, talent is just unbelievable. Uh, I can't imagine, like, just looking at it real quick, there's a couple teams that I can think of that we're well, just looking at that have wins against top 10 teams throughout the year, like when they were top 10. Like, Kansas State's one of them, Michigan's one of them, LSU's one, uh, TCU's Notre done it, Notre Dame's done it. Uh, but South Carolina's now one that's done too, which is doesn't really seem like they fit in that group of teams. But no. pretty impressive back to back weeks for South Carolina. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Anything else happened last week that I'm forgetting? I don't know if there's any other. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't think so. It was really, we previewed the two big games. I mean, TCU yeah. handled business. Yeah. Um, yeah, Clemson lost. Bama took care of Auburn. Bama took care of Auburn. Oh, I mean, this did, this doesn't really have any effect on anything. It had an effect on the Pac-12 championship game, but Oregon losing to Oregon State. Um, yeah, getting outscored twenty-one to three in the fourth quarter to lose that game by four—it's just. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, not good for Oregon. Uh, yeah, that's that. So, let's get into this week's matchups. We get yeah, they say nine of them. We actually have some good NFL games this week. Uh, we've been talking all year where it seems like it's been a lot of mediocre teams in the NFL, like record-wise, like just no one's really running away with it. And there's a lot of teams that are like hovering around 500, just below 500. But this week we got a lot of games where there's a lot of above 500 teams playing each other. So we'll start off Thursday night game. We talked a little bit about earlier, Bills heading to uh, Gillette 
Are you going to the game, Sherry? Uh, no, my, not my going. Dad, I'm not Your dad's going. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bills favored as of this morning by three and a half in this Take one. Take that. Oh my God. Take <laughs> yes. I, I will say if the Pats, uh, get a few stops, they might have like a confidence thing. Um, but they just don't seem to get after, well, they're going to miss their left tackle probably too in Buffalo. So that helps, but it just seems like the Pats struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I just think that Josh Allen has a, some kind of confidence against New England. Like he's obviously great as it is, but it's kind of like when Brady plays to play like the Bills. He would just fucking eat the Bills alive every time, and that's Joe. We're getting payback from Josh Allen, so I yeah, think they can keep it close, but it's gonna be a, at the end of the game. Josh Allen will do what he does. Yeah, and I I think this is the Bills. The last three weeks, four weeks haven't looked good. They've looked average. Um, I think if you see, if we continue to see a progression or steps forward from Mac, if you, I'm not saying he needs a throw for almost 402 touchdowns for them to win, but if he's up around 300 with a couple, two or three touchdowns and no turnovers, then the Patriots are going to be right in the, they should be right in the game. The last two times they played Buffalo, they have not forced them to punt once. Obviously that needs to fucking change. You need to make stops. I'm not necessarily saying you need to turn the ball over, but you need to fucking stop Josh Allen at least a third of the possessions, let's say. Um, but I just think that, yeah, I just think that this isn't a game that I see the Patriots winning. Um, I see him probably losing this game, then I can see him winning the next two, maybe three. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think like Buffalo's got their number right now, and I just don't, uh, mm-hmm. I don't see it. And the line to me is just doesn't make sense. So. I, I like Buffalo. I just don't think the Pats will stop them enough. I, I I feel like I keep saying it, but the the Bills just seem like such like an unimpressive eight and three team this year. Like every win they get, maybe it's good for them to to make them tougher or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, it, it might be good to become playoff time to like be in close games. But I feel like every game the Bills play is close this year. It doesn't matter like really who the opponent is. They've had a couple games where it's been blowouts, but every game seems to be close. Uh, the Bills' defense is a fifth best scoring, and Patriots is sixth best scoring. Line in this game is forty-three and a half. That's like a. I wonder if the line's gonna if the if that's gonna hit the over on that. I would hit the over. I think I I think I'd do the I'd take the over. You would. Do you think that number is too too small? Yeah, because I could see like easily the fuck like the Patriots even like I think last year had a fairly good scoring defense and Buffalo just boat raced them both times they played them. I, maybe I'm wrong with that. You well, I, just, I mean they I played see, three times. They played in the playoffs. So the first one was like, remember it was like snowy was windy, and it was like twelve nine, to ten or something. Right. But then I but the game at Gillette, and then the game in the playoffs, they never forced them. I, I mean, I could easily see Buffalo scoring thirty in this game, thirty-five in this game, and then the, the you know, all the Patriots need to do is score two touchdowns. Are so you confident in them doing that with Mac Jones and Patricia, dude, against the Bills defense? No. Yeah. Two touchdowns? You have been. You've been bitching all season about Patricia. I have been. But it's always against good defenses. I agree. But I do feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but, and I I don't think the Vikings defense is that great, but 
they yeah, the, did a lot the more. Hurry, they did a little more hurry, hurry up stuff, push the ball downfield a little bit more against the Vikings last week. And I just, I, I'm just saying, I they took steps in the right direction. Two touchdowns is not a lot to ask. I'm not asking them to score 40. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just. <laughs> Although I, they I, may have to score 40 to win the game, I'm just saying I do yeah. think that they, I. The Patriots, like this, is the same thing that I thought. Like with the, they're gonna this game, they're gonna need to be like low twenties. They're gonna have to hold Buffalo to seventeen to like twenty three points if they have any shot of winning this game. Yeah, for sure. Like Vegas is smart, and Vegas has this game at three and a half, dude. I think this game has to be a very, very low scoring game for the Patriots to like have be yeah. close to that three and a half line. So that's why I wonder if that forty three and a half will even be touched. Well, I think and Buffalo's it's... dealing with a lot of injury. Like they got some injuries more. Um, Right. So I, I, there's a shot. There's no doubt. Um, and historically, the thing, teams, the home teams have always fared better in Thursday night games. Well, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll say, well, it's kind of bullshit that it's not really a Thursday night game for either team because they had a week off. But um, yeah, 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 that's true. Um, the last thing I'm going to say in the famous words of Coach Elwood told me one time, football is a ton of luck that can change outcomes of games. If the Pats got to win this, they're going to need luck. Like a ball goes uh, through someone's hands off their face mask and gets a pick six the other way or something stupid like that. You know, that like, and, and if you do watch the football, the more you watch, it's like, that wasn't even that great of a play. It's just really lucky that ball bounced right yeah. into his hands or, or mm-hmm. did something or I got a finger on it and it ended up not catching it. Or um, the guy went to get two foot down and just barely missed it or something. You know, there's something always lucky um, that happens. Yeah, and with the way this, the way the NFL season's gone this year, it's going to show you a, literally anybody can beat anybody on every given night. And I know that's the way it normally is, but I feel like this year is so much parity so far this year that yeah, I, I mean I just like Buffalo, but if the Pats win, I'm all going to be shocked. Yeah. Uh, next game, we got the Titans heading to Philly to play the Eagles. It's a one o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, the line's five minus five for the Eagles. Titans are seven and four in the year. They're four losses. All right. Week one giants where giants were the best team in the league. It seemed like, uh, they lost to the bills week two. They lost to the chiefs and then they lost to the Bengals, like four teams who all have really good records this year. So, uh, probably going to be number five for the Titans against another team with a good record, but we'll see. Go ahead, Gola. I'm over here watching JT get his 50 piece. <laughs> you know what I I I don't know if Jordan Dave the big thing for me is this I I this is a game I can see Tennessee winning because I think if they they can sit there with Henry they can pound the rock Tannehill can manage a game keep it a somewhat of a low scoring game um I do think that I like I told you guys when you asked us a few weeks ago I think Philly's gonna lose three games this year this is a game I definitely think they can lose. Um, if Jordan Davis is back for Philly, I think that's a huge issue, a uh, huge um, issue for Tennessee because he, when he's playing, Philly's run defense is just like on another level. So I'm not sure what his status is, is up in the air, but I think this is a, the five and a half. I think this is a field goal game. I, I don't know why. I just think that Tennessee grinds him out, keeps it close. Um, I think I probably agree with you, Kev. I tend to lean probably Philly in this because they're playing at home, but I uh, I think it's going to be close. I think Tennessee would cover the five and a half. I I actually like Tennessee to win this game. Um, Love it. I think yeah. See, I I 
Dan Olawski on ESPN, he got me convinced um, saying that the Eagles defense right now, well, first off, it's got a ton of injuries. So, like, they'll be healthier at the end of the year and they'll get their guys rested up. But it's sus against the run um, and it's sus against the defense. I mean, it's pass too. But it was gap, like their gap coverage, and he showed probably 15 plays where it was like broken gap coverage against the run. Uh, and there was cutback lanes. Well, if you allow any cutback lane, lanes against Derrick Henry, baby, that boy's going to eat. Because that's that's yeah. like that's, that's their whole, like they, run, they zone run everything. So everything pulls, and then he's just looking for one lane. He plants that foot, and it's going 100 miles an hour, 250 coming at you. And that's that's just a freak train you don't want. So you got to get him in the backfield. I don't think it's going to happen. I like Tennessee to eat the clock. And like I said, Vrabel's not a guy who's going to beat himself. He's just going to take care of the ball, make some plays on defense, and see what happens. Uh, Eagles are 10-1. They've, they've played the Vikings and the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Titans might be the best team they've played this year. I don't know. It's a, up for debate between those three teams, I feel like. But everyone else that the Eagles have played this year have been trash. So their 10-1 and record is not really uh, – indicates like how – if they're really – if they're really that good yet. So uh, next game, we got Jets heading to Minnesota. Vikings favored by three points in this one. Uh, sure. I'll join if you're still watching the game. No, no, no. Like it's game's over. I'm, I'm just oh, okay. bringing it no, up. I like, the, I like the Jets, man. Um, Listen, I think like Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Like, I don't think that's a question. He... <laughs> He is that bad. He he should never start another game in the NFL. He sucks. Um, Mike White that makes all the difference in the world. I think for the Jets, the Jets defense is legitimate. I think the Jets defense has a defense. I think the Jets have a defense. They they can make a legit run deep in the playoffs if they even get average to a slightly above average fucking play um, from out of their quarterback. And I think Mike White. I don't know why he's but he's good enough to do that. So. I don't think the Vikings. I said we've. I think we've alluded to this. And I don't think they're like that great. I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. So I like the Jets to go on the road and uh, to beat Minnesota. Really? Wow. I the lock of the century is the forty-four and a half. I'm taking the over. Um, the Vikings defense stinks, and the Vikings put up points, and I don't care who the fucking defense is because they just have too much talent. So forty-four and a half. I'm taking the over. Um, and I like the Vikings. I I like Mike White. I'm a big. I was a big fan of Mike White before the season. But to be the starter, I couldn't believe they went with Flacco. Um, but like like we're overblowing it now. Like for me, like he's good, but he was too good in his first game, for my opinion. Um, he's like bottom of the line, below Mac Jones probably. Um, He's a gunslinger. He's going to make mistakes. It's just like the Vikings take care of the, like, do they take advantage of those mistakes? So I like the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings are such a hard team to gauge, dude. I really do. I feel like they've, uh, like, had some massive wins in the year. They they beat the Bills. Obviously, they beat the Dolphins. I don't know if two was playing when they beat the Dolphins or not, but uh, are they really 9-2 and two good? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they lost by 50. To the Cowboys, basically. Yeah. And, like, this this Mike White experiment, like, it looked good, but it was against the Bears. Like, can we trust this dude? I don't know. Like, obviously, the Vikings defense isn't great either. <laughs> I would stay so yeah. far away from this game on picking anything. Like, I I feel like either Over. team. I feel like, I feel like either team could blow the other one out in this game. 
I really do. I I don't have any others to say than that. I just I have no idea. Uh, Dolphins heading to the Bay to play San Francisco 49ers. Niners favored by four points in this game. Uh, Niners best defense in the in the NFL. Yeah, right now, yeah. They're really fucking good. Yeah, they're tough to score on. Um, I think it's gonna be. This is the game I'm looking forward to the most. Like, yeah, is it, I mean, Mike McDaniel against his old team. He typically knows what Shanahan's gonna run. Um, I I like Miami covering the four. I think it's gonna be super close. Um, it's just can they get enough first downs? Because like, San Francisco's not a chunk play team. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo never throws downfield. So can you just keep moving the chains on Miami, moving the chains on Miami, and keeping those big time wide receivers off the field. So I think, I think San Fran's wins it. I think it's going to be like a last second field goal. Yeah. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm with Shory on that. I don't really have a hell of a lot to add. When did you say this game was? So I know it's Sunday, but is it four o'clock game? Four or five. Oh, so that's yeah. that. Hopefully that's that. Hopefully that's the fucking primetime game in the afternoon. Yeah. You don't get red zone, bro? No. Oh, my God. Huge miss. Uh, so the – I don't know if he's been doing a lot. I really don't. But, like, since the trade deadline when the Niners got CMC, like, their offense is, like, I feel like in a different level now. I think Debo getting healthy, too, is obviously helps because he just is such a difference maker. But, like, the Niners are actually putting up points, it seems like. Yeah. And that's scary when you have the best defense in the NFL. If you can put up points and already have the best defense, it's like you're going to win a lot, a lot of games. So the Dolphins are the probably one of the few teams in the NFL that can like they have like that huge play potential, like any possession. Mm -hmm. Just they have two guys who can just break plays. And um, I think that's like maybe the recipe to beat like these nasty defenses like the 49ers. So uh, I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I I was saying earlier that like you can take a really 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 good roster and have a an average quarterback and the team's average that the 49ers have the best roster in football. They just have mm-hmm. a fucking very average or below average quarterback. Yeah. Um yeah. a good quarterback it's unbelievable. That team is just the best in football. So, let me ask you this, where where do you think the Niners are at with Lance instead of Jimmy? Oh, they 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 like Lance way more. No, but I'm saying, like, right now, Lance, because Lance is injured, right? Right, yeah. So I'm saying, where do you think they would be with him instead of Jimmy? Like, their oh, record-wise? Oh, they wise? have their growing pains. Their record, is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, do you think they'd be, the record would be similar? Would it be the same? Would it be worse? Would it be better? I Same for me. I just think you'd see more, like, by the end of the year, though. They'd be better. I mean, it's a whole year of him growing and being the star for the first time. The big, the big flashy, crazy plays where he hands it off to McCaffrey, he fake runs it to the right, whatever. McCaffrey blows up for 80 yards on the sideline. Like those plays are going to happen way more when Lance is in there, but so are the mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's going to be growing pains at first, and there probably will be next year because he really didn't get playing time this year. So I think next year there'll be the same thing, some growing pains. But by the end of the year, that roster is fucking loaded. Yeah. Uh, and that segues us into the best quarterback in the league. Chiefs heading to Cincy. Uh, 
I was going to say they had some big wins, but they don't. They just beat the Titans. Cincy, 7-4 uh, and four in the year. Chiefs, 9-2. and two. Chiefs are favored by two on the road. This is another. This is a 425 game, so I don't know what they're going to do there. CBS wow. is this game, so I don't know. But wow. Haven't they done it before? Have they, haven't they done yeah. it in the past where they like only have one 1 o'clock game and then two 4 o'clock? They have. That's what they should do with this weekend. I don't Jeez. know what the plan is, but... Um, I think I'm going to say, okay, I, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now. I, I think they're better than the Eagles, the way things are, just because I think Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. But the Bengals, the last three, four weeks, seems like they're starting to figure things out. It seems like their offensive line starting to figure it out. I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals are going to win Sunday. I think Jamar Chase, I think they're thinking he's going to be back. That adds obviously another layer to because he's one of the best wide receivers of all time, as we know, based on what I picked him. Um, we created our all-time roster. So, uh, <laughs> is he is he back? Yes, he'll be I think back. they're saying he's coming back this weekend. I don't know about Mixon. Is is I don't know where they're at with him, but I just think they've been they've been starting to figure things out a little bit more. And I just I don't know why I'm just riding a hot hand. I'm going to take Cincy to win a close one. You want to know what I think, dude? I think that uh, I think last year's playoff game, obviously AFC Championship game, Chiefs lose to the to the Bengals. I think that is just like so motivation for Mahomes, dude. I think Mahomes is just gonna fucking bury the Bengals this week. That's what I think. Wow. Um, I just looked it up. Fagola, the four o'clock games are Kansas City game um, versus. Bengals and um, on Fox you can watch NASCAR. So, well, listen, at least it's one of them and not like I don't have to watch the fucking Cowboys play like the Jets or something. Uh, you get the uh, you get the Jets Seahawks Vikings at the one o'clock, other than the yeah. Pats. So, um, anyways, um, uh, that's I just actually not. When you think about it, the three games that are on really aren't that bad. No, these are good games. Um, good I mean, games. We're talking about them all. So, yeah. Oh, actually, you know, the 1 o'clock can't be the Pats. I don't know who the other 1 o'clock game is because... Yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys are Sunday night, too, so... Interesting. I just had it, and I flipped off it in my app, so I didn't... I don't know. Um, anyways, I I think this is like a great rivalry brewing between uh, Joe Burrow and Mahomes, and I think the smartest thing you can do right now is treat Mahomes like, like a young Brady, and that is just don't bet against him. Mm-hmm. The other one o'clock game must be the Titans Eagles. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now that you say it, yes, it is. I saw it Tennessee. Yeah, so there's some good games on this weekend. Like you, you can't complain no matter where you're going with it. No. Oh. Mm. Yep. All right. Now, let's get into college football. We're gonna do co- four college football games. Um, we'll start off Pac-12 championship. Uh, this is a Friday night game. I love that Friday night. They're going to get it. all the publicity, obviously. Like, they don't have to compete with anyone for, like, viewership or anything like that. This game's being played, I think, in the Raiders Stadium. Must be Allegiant Stadium. Uh, 8 p.m. on Fox. Utah, the only blemish on USC's record this year. USC is favored by three points in this game. The game they lost to Utah, just so you know, 43-42. It was in Utah, at Utah. So, obviously, this is a neutral site game for these teams. Utah just I seems want, like seems to surprise me, right? Like 
They're not that and good. I, they're not that talented. They might have a few NFL guys on that roster, but they just seem well coached. Longest yeah. is it longest tenured? Yeah, he's the longest. I can't think of his name. The coach for Kyle Cunningham. Yeah, yep. longest tenured head coach in one spot, and it's like 2002 or three or something like that. It's something. Real, that? It's like early 2000s. Yeah, it's and it's I, the year after Urban left. He he was his offense coordinator. And I feel like with. Utah too, like it was the same thing with like I think it was last year. It's like they'll lose a few games that you don't expect them to lose, but then when they play the best team or quote unquote the best team in the conference, like they I think with Oregon last year they just beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then like so, but I will say I just think there's too much on the line for USC. Like I said, Caleb Williams is the best player in the country. I want Utah to win very very badly. But I just think I think USC gets it done. There's too much on the line. Pac-12 gets to the national uh, on the national stage in the in the college football playoffs. So uh, give me the give me the Trojans. I like Trojans too. Um, I just I I just think that this is like the best Final Four we could get. Uh, USC versus um, Georgia and Michigan versus TCU. I think that's just great matchups. Uh, maybe maybe USC. Flips to three in the USC Michigan first. I kind of like to see that one. I think uh, TCU is the easiest matchup, so Georgia should get them. But I think this is gonna be a great Final Four. I would be entertained, and uh, yeah, we'll see it. Let's see if it happens. And I got, and we may see that without them flipping them because I got a little bit of a hot take about TCU anyway. So well, let's get into it then. Let's go. Number ten, Kansas State on the oh, not on the road. They're playing Cowboy Stadium. Uh, this is a Saturday noontime game. Uh, number three, Horn Frogs are favored by two and a half points. Um, well, this is what I'm going to say about this whole thing. I didn't think about, I didn't think this way initially. Then I've read some stuff, listened to some stuff, and I'm on board with this. I think that TCU should be in regardless if they fucking lose this weekend or not. I don't think they should be penalized for being going undefeated and being the best team in their conference all year and playing in a conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Like they should not be penalized and not make the college football playoff because they lose in a conference championship game where a team like fucking Ohio state in the last game they played got their shit pushed in right. and they just get in by default because TCU loses. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I agree because with you. I agree with you yep. because they're undefeated. USC, I do think is a little bit of an argument. I still would, I still, I still think even if USC were to lose, I would rather see them in there than Ohio State. But that's their second loss. TCU, this will be their first loss. So I can really see, like in my opinion, it should be a situation if TCU loses this game, unless they lose by like 60, and USC wins, TCU should go to four. USC goes to three. And it shouldn't matter for TCU. That's my opinion. Um, I just don't think they should be penalized for playing in a conference championship game. Because at that rate, it's like you would rather go 11-1 and one and not make a conference championship game if you're going to lose. Because then you get penalized for losing. I, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But uh, I like the opinion. I mean, I think that TCU's had a have has a better resume, uh, even if they get a loss this weekend, than Ohio State does. Uh, both teams would be 12 and one. Both teams don't have a championship under their belt. So I agree. I think TCU should get in over Ohio state, but I can see the grease rats committee putting Ohio state in over them too. I uh, know, For sure. 
But I just think I think TCU. I don't think they're a team of destiny per se, but I just think they they've been tested all year. They win close games bet like so many times, and I just um they've already beat Kansas State once this year. Uh, beat them by ten. So I I don't know. I I'm taking TCU to keep the keep the dream season running. Nice. Um, been waiting for this moment. A few non-New England fans or non-New England people. Um, let me teach you a little lesson. You take a loaf of bread, you slice it in half, put a little capicola on there, a little provolone cheese, a little lettuce, a little oil, tomato, put it in the oven. Comes out, grinder. We call that shit a grinder. That's what TCU is. They grind out wins. It's not even going to be a problem. Don't even worry about these stupid scenarios for goals bringing up. They're going to beat Kansas State. <clears throat> They're going to grind their way. Not Texas. Not Texas A&M, not uh, Texas Tech, TCU of all the Texas colleges going into the Final Four, going to play Georgia first one. Give them a good game. We'll see what happens. Grinder. They're yeah, a grinder. You have, you have that app I, on your phone? <laughs> no. no. I, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I've had a sandwich good. or two, though. <laughs> And just so you talk about talking about resumes between them and Ohio State, and then granted, this was at the time that they played them, four weeks in a row, number beat beat the wheels off number eighteen Oklahoma, won a close game against number nineteen Kansas, beat number eight Oklahoma State by three, won beat Kansas State by ten points. I was fucking four weeks in a row. That's TCU. I would love to see TCU in it because their uniforms are fucking awesome. It'd be cool to see a new color in the college football playoffs. So. But I mm-hmm. think they should be in either way. That's my opinion. I mean, I know you were just doing a four-week span, but, like, their best win could have been the game on the road against Texas. What were they? They were yeah. underdogs by, what, seven points in that game, I think it was? Yeah. And Texas was ranked at the time, too, I think. 18th, yeah. So. I mean, they have five top 25 wins. There's not a lot of schools in the country that are going to have the same amount of wins against top 25 programs. Uh, I don't think. I wonder, like, what Ohio, Ohio State. State like none. I'll say, I wonder what they even have. Ohio State's got Penn one. State, Penn State, and Notre Dame. They got two. Oh. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yeah, Notre Dame. That's right. Yeah, two top twenty-five games or three. Yeah, against Michigan, but so, yeah, I, I am with you, Fagola. But I could see the greasy committee if TCU ends up losing this, doing something stupid and putting Ohio State or Bama. Not, it's not going to be a problem. They're going to yeah. be take the two and a half. Yeah. Put your money. I'm telling you, two locks of the weekend: forty-four and a half Vikings, Jets. Uh, and then two and a half for TCU. There you go. All right. Next one, we're going Big Ten. Uh, we just threw this in there because, like, obviously college football complicate uh, complications. What's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. Uh, number two, Michigan. Against implications. Per- implications. There you go. Nice work. That's that journalism major coming in strong for us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Purdue uh, against Michigan. This one's being played at the Colt Stadium, Lucas Oil. This is an 8 p.m. game Saturday night in Fox. Michigan favored by 17 in this game. Uh, this is the only game we're talking about where we have an unranked opponent playing in the game, and that is Purdue. But could Purdue be any bit of a spoiler in this game? Uh, no. I, Michigan can lose this game and still get in. Although I, truthfully, if they lose to Purdue, they have no business playing the college football playoff. 
the committee should just be like, you guys are fucking trash. But um, no, Michigan shouldn't have any fucking issues with this game. Um, one thing I want to say I think is a little odd I, is that I, I when I create this little spreadsheet I got, I, I do the last matchup these teams had. Last time that Michigan and Purdue played was in 2017. Wow. Huh. That I think weird. I read something today that said the Purdue coach is 3-0 and against top five teams. Jeff Brome? I, that's, I never heard of him, though. No, I've heard of him. I mean, this year they've they've played they've played only two ranked teams this year. It's crazy. Penn State Penn wasn't State. they weren't ranked when they played them apparently, but uh, Minnesota they beat them, Illinois they beat them, and then they lost to Penn State. But Penn State wasn't ranked at the time. That was a close game too, though, right? Thirty-five, thirty-one, week one, yeah. Yeah, because I think I picked Purdue to win. That was my money line underdog week one, and they fucking let me down. Uh, it'd be cool to see wow. a good game here, but I think we have so much good football going on all weekend long that I don't really give a shit too much about this game. I could, if Michigan wins by 80 points, who cares? Uh, so is there any, is there any chance? Well, there's obviously a chance if Georgia loses, but Michigan getting over Georgia, if Georgia wins, yes. Michigan no. wins. No, no, if they both win, if they both win, oh, no, 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 there's no, no chance. So no. Michigan wins by no, 80, because Georgia was- wins in like double overtime. LSU is a better win than Purdue, regardless of what how much they win by. Yeah, yeah. Even though they lost to Texas A&M last weekend, Jeff Georgia Brunk, wins their one. Three right, and one against top five teams in his career. Nice. That's it's freaking Good. impressive. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially at Purdue. That's all at Purdue. Yeah, he is. Purdue as a program has 17 wins over top five teams as an unranked team. That's the most. If any program in the country. That's unbelievable. Wow. So they like the underdog, man. So is there a chance? Fuck yeah, there's a chance. Holy there's a chance. You, you, hey, listen. Take the, you're getting my, my thing that I'm just going to take fucking Purdue Moneyline. Don't beat these motherfuckers. Hey, I'm just saying, Jeff Brum, no. remember that name. <clears throat> All right, our final game, we got uh, number 14 LSU playing number one Georgia, basically in a home game for Georgia. This game's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia's favored by 17 and a half in this one. Um, we talked just a little bit about that. Like Georgia only has two ranked opponents all year long. They played 11 Oregon week one and then number one Tennessee where they beat them pretty handily. But it's weird playing in the SEC and only having two ranked games all year. Let me let me ask you guys this. LSU doesn't lose at A&M last weekend. What's this line at? It's got to be a lot smaller. I think it's still double digits. Do you think it's like 10 touchdown? Yeah, something like that. 10, 11, yeah, something probably. like that. I mean, yeah. I'm saying you take a touchdown off of what it is now. That's a lot of points, but yeah, I guess we just have a different. I, I wonder if like, does LSU not play everyone because of this situation now, you know? Are there players I that sit out? I think they all play because like, you no, still I get it's crown an SEC, SEC champion. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Georgia just handles business. But this is the same thing to me as far as uh, with Michigan. Georgia loses; they're in no matter what. I th- so it, they don't really have anything to lose other than not being crowned SEC champs. Um, I, I think we all agree in this. I think Sherry probably agrees too. Georgia wins this game. I mean, yeah. 
But I, a question I have for you guys is Brian Kelly, first year LSU, first year in the SEC, had ups and downs, I feel like, in the season. But, like, last week they were fifth in the nation with one week to go in the season, obviously blew it. But successful season, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think that the fifth the fifth ranking in the country is was – I think they were overhyped after they beat Alabama. Well, they beat – they beat at the time Ole Miss. We we know Ole Miss is frauds, but they were seventh in the nation, and then they beat Alabama next week, sixth in the nation. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, back to back weeks. And then they when they played the not like the number one team in the country at the time, or number two team in the country at the time, they lost by a hundred to to Tennessee. Yeah. So I I just I I yes no is is it, it was compared to what LSU was last year? Yes, successful year for Brian Kelly first year. Because mm-hmm. he's got I think they're what are they nine and three right now so yeah they're probably not going to beat georgia they just depending on who they play in a bowl game they win 10 games yeah you win 10 games college football it's a successful year um in your first year at a program like that yes mm-hmm. sherry i know you're a big sec guy uh obviously like georgia like if hendon hooker's still there tennessee like alabama like those three teams are like clear-cut like top teams in the nation but do you think the sec is down quite a bit this year overall no i i I always feel like they have like two really good teams and they just like beat each other up um and i think that tennessee and georgia were the top two teams lsu kind of squeaked in there alabama's always up there um no i would still say it's still the best conference yeah it lacks it lacks Great quarterbacks, and I feel like that's always the thing. But it's not, does it though? Yeah, like if you look at the NFL throughout the NFL, okay. not many pro, are pro SEC prospects. Guys. Pro, pro, pro prospects, yeah. but you look at you look at the SEC this year. Bryce Young. Yep. He had his ups and downs, but as you know, Anthony Richardson has shown flashes of him being really fucking good. Yeah. Jaden, uh, Jalen Daniels is it Jaden? Yeah, Jaden Daniels from from LSU. And then, and then um, the kid from Arkansas, um, KJ Jefferson, the kid Will Levis from Kentucky, the kid Spencer from, Rattler, uh, Spentler Rattler, the kid from uh, Mississippi State, Will Rogers can sling the yeah, fucking rock Stetson around. Bennett's probably that's in Bennett. Saw three for Heisman. You know, I mean, funny? It's, um, you know what's funny? I don't is that know how many last, of you guys are NFL guys. Last year's Super Bowl. Hendon Hooker. Last year's Super Bowl pulls SEC quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so I just no, I think you. I would make the argument that the SEC probably has the best quarterback depth in the country. I mean, it has the best other, NFL. Depth. Other than other than well, yes, the, of the pure prospects. I'm saying just quarterbacks. It's probably SEC. I mean, the only one you could make an argument for is maybe the Pac-12. Pac-12 usually puts out quarterbacks. That's about it. They put out some good ones. The SEC has got some solid. I mean, the ACC has got some solid ones with Drake May, Sam Hartman. Um, there's one more that I've, I'm drawing a blank on. But yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> your boy from Clemson? No, you're not gonna throw him in there. No. My boy? Uh, you're the only person who can pronounce his name, so I think that's your boy. DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like obviously, like the top of the SEC is like unrivaled, you know. But, like, 
I feel like this year, like the Big 12 seemed down, but they have a lot of teams in the top 25. They don't have like the stud teams outside of TCU, but like Pac-12 this year had a ton of teams in the top 25. Um, but that's my thing. Like if like that's that's what I'm getting at though. Like it, obviously, like the SEC teams are gonna beat each other. Like you got someone's gotta win the game. So if you took Utah and put them in the SEC, they couldn't beat fucking Florida. Um, Utah wouldn't. They would have probably five losses in the SEC. Who would? Yeah. Utah. Oh, they'd have more than that, probably. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's top-ranked teams that are in the Pac-12 that look good on paper, but it's like, come bring them down to the SEC. And like any, like Vanderbilt's beating teams this year. Like, there's Kentucky's right. a premier program now. Like, there's teams that are that that used to be buys that are the beating big programs. I feel like I feel like the Big Ten got a lot of slander this year, and like I. Like Michigan, like if Michigan's in the SEC this year, like I feel like they're still winning. Yeah, twelve, eleven. They're not. Games, they're not. Right? I don't know if they're undefeated though. Well, if they play Georgia, you know, if they to play Georgia, Tennessee, like yeah, probably if Hendon Hooker's still there too. Probably not. I just think like I just think if you take a team like and I'm listen, I, I if you take a team like Michigan and put them in the SEC this year, I just think that when you there's probably four teams, maybe five teams that could beat them on any given night in the SEC. Whereas when they're in the big 10, there may be, it may only be Ohio state. Yeah. And I understand they had some closer games. Like they played, I think they played Iowa close for a little while. Obviously Illinois the week before they played Iowa state, uh, Ohio state, they played them close, but I feel like it's just the difference is like when you get to the SEC, like, Instead of there only being one other team or maybe two teams in the conference, there's like five, four, five, six teams that can beat you any given fucking night. I think also this is recency bias completely because Big Ten has been pretty nasty mm-hmm. over the last five years. Like yeah. Wisconsin's very down this year. Penn State's still pretty decent this year. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure you guys can think. Like, I, I guess Purdue's like, not bad. Purdue's not bad, right? They just Michigan not State's bank, not know? good this year. Right. But They've I, been I good. will say. Yeah, I will say this. You, you you mentioned Wisconsin. They're on the up. That was a fucking home run hire. Luke Fickle. Yeah, I like mm. Fickle, too. A ton. That's a fucking massive hire for Wisconsin. Now, listen, I always with Wisconsin, they're always going to be limited. I don't think they're ever going to be national title contention. I just don't think they can get the guys up to go to Madison. But that's a team with Fickle. I think that could get back to parentally being like battling for the big 10 championship game which just deepens that deepens that conference then when you add ucla and usc and whatever two years three years whatever it is it's going to be a whole different ball game so yeah but fickle is a home run fucking hire and i do think matt rule is a fantastic hire for nebraska too I think Agreed. Matt Rule's a pretty – I think Agreed. Matt Rule's a really good coach. Was he Panthers, Colt? Joe was Panthers? Yeah, yeah, he was at yeah. Baylor before that. Yeah. And, I think he's a really good – really, yeah. really good college football coach. He had to dip his toes in the NFL just to see if it worked, and it didn't, and then he's he back. He did more and, than dip his toes. That motherfucker got some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, One thing I want to talk about, last thing – well, we can talk about more college football. I'm good with that, but is – the Auburn hire of Hugh Freeze. I know Shuri likes when he gets coaches that are a little shady because, you know, who gives a fuck if they win and they're shady? Who cares, right? It's all that matters. He experienced that with winning with uh, Urban, but Hugh Freeze has had a history. Uh, He proved he could win with Ole Miss, but then got ran out of there because of uh, recruiting issues. Um, And he was was hiring prostitutes. 
one of the best one of the best recruits he had probably was uh laramie tunsil and i think we all know the story of him on draft night (laughs) i was talk fell but like just like the uh like one of the things i saw in hugh freeze's contract is that he can't tweet at all like they took his twitter account away from him so he can do no tweeting at all as part of the contract so where do you guys stand on this like who gives a shit about morals just get me wins that's what Auburn's at this point. Auburn's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Hugh Freeze can coach. That's that's the one thing about it. He was he was pretty good at Ole Miss. He took Liberty. Liberty was like ranked, I think, at one point this year. They, were, and they yep. kind of fell off. Like the guy can coach football. He's and he's been fairly successful in the SEC. And I'll tell you this. I heard this today. Of he is the only coach that is, I think, in the SEC right now that's beaten Nick Saban more than once. He's beaten him twice in his career. So he's going to their biggest rival. I don't think it's going to matter for a few years. I think it's going to take mm-hmm. a little while to get his feet wet. But listen, the guy can coach. So, I mean, and he's proven he can win somewhat consistent in the SEC. So um, I think they wanted Kiffin. But I think I read something saying Kiffin's family kind of wanted to stay in Oxford at Ole Miss. So I think Kiffin was the guy that they wanted. And when he kind of relay that he probably wasn't willing to go. I think they shifted to um, Q freeze. So I think he was kind of a backup option, but uh, I don't think it's a bad hire at all. Yeah. Um, I could picture Kiffin, like just staying pat until maybe Saban hangs it up and then maybe trying to go to Bama. I could picture Kiffin doing Kiffin. that. <laughs> I'm just saying um, I could picture him doing that. Uh, one thing I want to say though, about uh, the Auburn coach, I said this to you guys, it's pretty funny. So the last three head coaches that Auburn's had is uh, Hugh freeze. Obviously now last year was uh, who did just get run out of there. Okay, I'm, I'm going to draw a blank now on them, but the last three coaches they've had uh, all three of them at one point was the head coach at Arkansas state. So, they were saying pencil in uh, whoever the Arkansas State yeah. head coach is now is the next Auburn coach here in a few years <laughs> when Freeze gets run out. Um, before we move on to the picks, from probably I got the uh, you guys are no longer in the chat, but the baseball chat uh, we got just sent a text message um, from a the Associated Press, so I think it's a fairly reliable source. It says breaking. The college football playoff will expand to 12 teams in 2024 after an agreement was reached with the Rose Bowl. So we only have one more year, 2023, the 14 playoff, and then we're going to 12 in two years. So that's that's some big uh, that's Good job, NCAA. Day. Baseball would have been like, no, 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 we'll do that in uh, 28 years. Thank you. <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski did retweet that, too, so I think it's probably pretty official, dude. If Woj, oh, he did? Okay. he's retweeting it, yeah. Yeah, if we're just doing that, that's legit shit. So, so we got this year and we got next year, and then we're on to twelve. I like it. All right, you guys ready for the picks? Let's do it. Yeah, I gotta get the games up in front of me here. So this week there's only twelve total college football games. So we're gonna do like a little bit of a snake draft, and we made a rule where no one can pick the same bet. You can pick the same game, but if you pick the same game, you have to do the opposite bet. Uh, and we said that you can start off with. Whoever has the first pick with whatever bet you want. If you want to go with an over-under, if you want to go with your underdog, go for it. But we're doing a little bit of a snake draft here, so. Um. So how do you guys want to do it? Sure. You want you have your, your names? Yeah, there? I got three. I got three names. Uh. So with the first pick is. Let me shuffle them up again. 
you you didn't lose the names, right? You just you know we're not going back to the numbers. Oh. We got the names with the first pick. Really crumpled her up again, doing this right. Um, KG. I did. Numero uno. Oh, and I just dropped one. So the number two pick is Gola. And I bring up the rear. All right. So real quick, uh, goal is in first with 59 points, obviously way ahead in the win loss region, but Shuri hit 17 and a half last week because of South Carolina, because of the new rule we instituted. Fuck you, Fagola. Good for us. Uh, so you guys had to, you had to try to fucking do something. No, no, no. You, you brought it up. Loser. You said, let's do it. So, uh, no, I at, didn't. You fucking assholes. Goal is at 59. Shuri's at 57 and a half. And I am way the fuck behind at 41. So I need to make something happen to get back into this. So I'm going to start off with the underdog bet here, and I'm taking Purdue to beat Michigan at minus 17. (laughs) I fucking hope it happens. Um, All right. Let's see here. There's not a lot to choose from. There's not. We have 12 games, and one game doesn't even show a spread on it. So (laughs) New Mexico and Valpo. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I don't know. I, I'm just going to do it. I, I just think they're going to handle business. I'm going to go USC minus three. The thing that sucks about this is there's going to be games that would be like, oh, yeah, I like whatever. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to like think about taking yeah. the other side of it because like I, there's not much left. Yeah. I'm taking uh, my underdog right away. I'm taking UCF at Tulane. Uh, UCF beat them earlier in the year. They doubled down, beat them again. Uh, the, the, the American Athletic Championship coming home to UCF. By the way, earlier in the year, I picked Tulane to win. So mm. if I get That's, double fucked on this game. That is a three and a half spread. Three and a half. So you're taking okay, ESPN is at four now, but that's that's fine. I'd rather have three and a half because I don't want the fucking yeah yeah. Back to me. Yes. Um, which one was it? Oh, TCU minus two and a half versus Kansas State. They they win by more than that because they are grinders. <laughs> Angola. Oh shit! I'm drum over here, fucking drawing a blank. Um. All right, I'm fading Kev on this. I'm taking Michigan minus 17 against Purdue. Don't blame me, dude. Mine's just an absolute hail mary shot. <laughs> That's all it is. All right, uh, let's go with um. Uh, da 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 da. Let's go with, because I want to see it. I'm taking the over on the USC-Utah game at 67 and a half. Uh, USC-Utah over 67 and a half. Sure, he would easily take the under on that game. And then um, I, I think it's a game I want to stay ahead of, stay away from, but like I have nothing else to pick, I feel like. So I'm just going to take... 
Clemson minus eight versus North Carolina. I got nine. I have ESPN is at seven and a half right now. I'm just doing over that app. picture by I sent you. Yeah, so the score app on online right now is says minus nine. Unreal. And wait, you took uh, what? You took who in that? Sorry. I took Clemson, Clemson minus eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to take over 57 and a half UCF Tulane. UCF defense sucks if my mind serves me correct. I think they're both really good offenses. Uh, I'm going to take over 57 and a half. Jeez. It is slim. Slim pickings. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to take um, UNC plus eight versus Clemson. And I will take uh, Michigan Purdue over 52. Ooh. Look at you, dude. Oh, boy, what do I want to do here? I get that at 51 and a half, so let's just do it to make it uh, so we don't get a push. Bola? I am going to go with Boise State minus three versus Fresno. They played them once already this year at home, beat the shit out of them. So I'm taking Boise State to cover the three. Love it, dude. I absolutely love it. Um... I haven't seen anything on this. Uh, I feel like I've picked them before, so let's ride with it. I'm taking Buffalo minus 11 versus Akron. Know nothing about it. And another spread game. Let's go Georgia minus 17 and a half against the pathetic fucking losers LSU, dude. All right. Uh, do I only have one game left? No, you got it. Yeah, one game, one underdog. Oh, I do have one game left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I still had my. Un- I knew I had my underdog left because you guys have already taken them, so I wasn't gonna worry about it. Oh shit! I'm gonna go with Coastal Carolina plus eight um, against Troy. Grayson McCall, the quarterback, has been out. If he is still out this week, they're going to get their shit pushed in, but I'm going to bank on him coming back and playing. Coastal Carolina plus eight. Perfect. I'll take uh, Troy minus eight um, because they suck. Whoever they're playing, Coastal Carolina. Actually, mm-hmm. they have cool jerseys. I kind of. All right. Anyways, I can't pick it up because Cole took it. And then the last one I've been saving because you guys already went on this one. I'm taking Purdue plus six. 17? Is that what you guys have it at? Uh, 17, yeah, yep. Yep, Purdue plus 17. Goal is underdog. <laughs> so what did you guys go with? Purdue and who was the UCF was the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I really want to go with North Carolina, but they have looked like dog shit the last few weeks. Yes, they have. 
Uh, I'm taking. I'll take Kansas State. Just trying to get some points, aren't you, dude? Well, I didn't love anything else. It's fucking North Texas. I thought about. It is some slim pickings. Uh, last game here, isn't it, dude? My God. Um. Because uh, I like the mascot maybe a little bit more. Let's go with uh, – no one did North Texas, so I'm taking North Texas, Mean Green, plus nine versus Texas San Antonio, UTSA. Let's go. Good pick. Good pick. Yep. Wow, it. what a pick. Good stuff, dude. Good it's pick. Don't push me over the top. There you have it, dude. Hey, that's it right there. Six-pack of picks, baby. Week 14 in the books. I'm going to make some good money this week. Um, I, I might be able to pay my house off. <laughs> Sherry, did JT get 50 points? He got 49. What um, a loser. What an absolute loser. Yeah. 49. Celtics win again, 134-121. Miami played the game. Like, like they didn't have a few starters. They didn't have, obviously, Jimmy. or They played great. Uh, Celtics are just fucking incredible right now. Uh, the Celtics are what is their record right now? Sure, they're eighteen and four, and aren't they zero and four versus the Cavs um, and the Heat? The Cavs and the Bulls. I mean the Bulls. Crazy. Yeah. I also uh, saw something. You were talking about the Celtics being on fire right now. I saw a stat that said in November. So the and I so the Celtics won tonight. So that was the last game that either one they all played. But the Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots in the month of November were like twenty-three and three, or something, or twenty-three and four in the month of November. It was, it was and two absurd. Losses are the Pats, the Patriots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fifty-point watch. Devin Booker has thirty-seven right now with seven twenty to go in the third quarter. Wow. And he's shooting fifteen for nineteen from the field right now. That's a pretty hot night. Pretty, pretty fucking fire. good. Has anyone hit 50 this year? Yeah. Didn't Jod do it? Did Jod do it early? Makes sense. Yeah, he, he did, did yeah. but I feel like someone else did too. Yeah. Sorry, right now, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this. Is is Tatum Tatum the MVP? He's the front runner right now. Got to be. Right? They say Luca, but uh, betting favorite right now I think is Luca, but it, Luca, but I think Tatum second. Yeah, but the way the, the 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 biggest thing is like if the Celtics keep winning like they're winning, like they're gonna get Rob Williams back. They've been like that helps Al Horford. That helps Grant Williams go back to the bench. It helps Derek. Like <clears throat> if they get healthier, or if they get Rob back, and then they just start getting guys rest here and there. They're already doing it with rest, but like their got bench guys have been on fire. Sam Hauser, um, Brogdon tonight was had twenty one. He was seven of ten on the floor, five of seven from three. That's huge. Like. Um, their bench has been unbelievable today. It sucked other than Brogdon, but um, it had a playoff atmosphere from like just seeing it without, without the, the sound. Um, if the Celtics keep winning like they are, I don't see how Tatum doesn't get it. Like if your team's that much better than, than Dallas, you have to give it to the team. That's the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 point games this year. Moran had 49, didn't get 50. Steph, oh. had, Steph at 50. Uh, 
the number one, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip number two, but number one, <clears throat> Joel Embiid had 59 that night when oh, he had that yeah, monster right. night. 59, 11 rebounds, eight assists, and seven, seven blocks. Oh, my God. Uh, but the other guy with 50, he had 51. Any idea? Tricky one. Never would have got it. It's Darius no Garland. Idea. Darius Garland. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Underrated player. Mm-hmm. Cavs are good, man. Adding that extra yeah. piece with Mitchell. But big week in football, guys. You guys have plans this weekend, or you or are you parking your ass on the couch? Oh, baby. Christmas prelude. Oh, going Can to bunk. Yeah. Or going to be just hallmark of a, of a weekend. Hallmark Christmas. I think it's supposed to be 50 degrees on Saturday, so. Oof. Not my favorite. I like it cold. No um... snow. I don't know what I'm doing. I I haven't decided whether I'm going to hunt or not. Um, I don't know. If not, I'm probably just do shit around the house. Think we're going to get our Christmas tree this weekend. Ooh, uh, about time, fucking Scrooge. Uh, when you're hunting, dude, do you uh, are you in a spot where you could check service? Like, do you check scores? Oh yeah. On a, on a Saturday. Oh uh, yeah. If I uh, yeah, so. I have, like, if I'm on top of, like, kind of, like, where we kind of from on top of the mountain or whatever, like, I have perfect cell phone service. So, if I sit down, take a break, I'll pull my phone out, um, look at scores, look what's going on. And a 10-pointer runs in front of you. <laughs> probably. That's probably why I don't shoot it. That's, that's probably why I don't shoot anything. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll take a look at it. Yep. That's all I got, dude. All right. That's all I got, too. Um, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Christmas time is here. Put up your tree, put up your lights, get the shopping, um, and stay healthy. Peace. Yeah. Thanks guys.